Come on. Spending too much time on social? Is your daily screen time over two hours? Are you a little bit overweight? Not saving enough money? Any or all of these are familiar. Strive could be for you. The Strive two-week online boot camp will help you to detox your mind, body, and money, getting you on your way to a happier, healthier, wealthier, and more confident life. Go to strivedetox.com, S-T-R-I-V-E-D-E-T-O-X.com, and get your mind, body, and money right. The strong, the powerful Angela Mater, brand builder, writer, speaker. She was the founder of Fitlosophy, a company she started, grew, recently sold. She is a returning guest now on Money Savage Create. Welcome, Angela. Thank you so much, George. Good to be back. Yeah, excited to be talking to you again. If you would, fill us in a little bit about your personal life, some more about your work, and why you do what you do. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Well, like you mentioned, I did start a company uh, back in 2008 uh, called Fitlosophy, and that's the company I had when we first spoke. Um, Grew that brand over about 10 years' time, and like you mentioned, sold the company in actually June of 2018. Um, So, you know, really started one idea and grew the brand um, to then be available in over, I think we were in about 16,000 doors when I sold the brand um, to a large publicly traded company on the East Coast. And uh, it it was a a licensing partner of ours that turned out being a a great deal overall for for the brand and for myself personally to kind of um, let my baby grow to be bigger and better. And um, so since then, I have been uh, taking some intentional time off. Um, You mentioned personal, and I think it's interesting as entrepreneurs, we don't really know how to do balance. And so I've really been finding since uh, since stepping down from the role with the business, um, who am I without a company? And so it's been really interesting and exploring that identity outside of being an entrepreneur. And um, yeah, so I've been doing a lot of stuff, um, headed for uh, Europe here in a couple weeks for for a few months of travel. Um, So that's what I've got going on personally. But other than that, yeah, just been working away the past decade or so. Well, I, I think that's it's really. I mean, it's super exciting, and can uh, just congratulations on starting a company from scratch and growing it to sixteen thousand doors. I think that that's that's amazing, and then selling it to a publicly traded company. I mean, it's got to be surreal, right? Looking back now, twelve <laughs> years since you started it, does yeah. does does it feel surreal? You know, it does. But, you know, you when you're in the trenches, you don't think that way. You don't think that big necessarily. I mean, of course, I always wanted the next deal. And and I think one trait of entrepreneurs and it's not my favorite trait about myself is nothing's ever good enough. And (laughs) and that's kind of what always drove me was great. We landed Target. What's next? Great. Walgreens. What's next? Great. CVS. What's next, right? And so that mentality is the the life and the death of an entrepreneur sometimes because we just always want more. And I don't think I ever thought, you know, in 2008, oh, I'm going to do this, this, and this, and I'm going to sell the company. I honestly think if I would have started it with the intention of selling, I would have never gotten to where I did. Um, and, and when I say I, you know, there was a team of us. It wasn't just me and my dog, you know, running this company. It was a, a team of people over the years. 
Um, and I, I truly believe the the reason for the success of the brand was because my heart and soul were in everything that we created together. So um, our intention was to help people. And so I think if you keep your eye on, you know, one day at a time, but that's not saying that I didn't have goals and visions. You know, I had three um, logos on my wall when I started this company and I wanted in Target, I wanted it in 24 Hour Fitness and I wanted in um, Sports Authority. Um, we landed 24 Hour Fitness first. We landed Target in 2011 and Sports Authority filed for bankruptcy. So I think we're good to go. <laughs> <laughs> Two out of three is 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 incredible, and the third one isn't your fault anyway. So, I'm well, confident. we never actually landed Sports Authority, and it it crushed me. I was like, "What? How do I get in there?" I had meetings with buyers; they seemed to like the product. Why aren't they placing it? You know, and literally six months later, they were closing doors. So, you know, it, so many times as an entrepreneur, we think like, "What did I do wrong? What could I do different?" And I think that's honestly a really good characteristic of you know what drives you, but. Sometimes everything's not in our control. Go figure. Isn't 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 that the case? <laughs> go go figure. So, well, I, I I saw on your your LinkedIn profile that you are a self proclaimed goal guru, and <laughs> wanted to uh, you know it's it's balancing doing the work every day, being fully invested, putting your heart and soul into it, but then also balancing that 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 long term vision of of getting into these huge brands and growing and expanding. How do you think that you have a unique approach to goals or just if, if you would tell me a little bit about what your approach to goal setting is? Yeah, definitely. And, and part of the reason, you know, that I have self-proclaimed goal guru is that, you know, the products that we created really were designed with this idea of helping people create goals. And this is back, you know, when, when I created our first product Fitbook way back in the day, it was actually 2007 that I created it. You know, there really was this, you know, shift in the fitness industry of, you know, fitness used to be just like Arnold Schwarzenegger and like protein shakes and back like back in the day in the 70s and 80s of, of fitness and and really in the 90s and 2000s, we saw fitness shifting more to low fat this and low fat this and 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 it really wasn't this um, whole person encompassing um, perspective, in my opinion. And so this is coming from the perspective of someone that battled eating disorders for going on seven, eight, nine years of my young life and really needed to have something bigger to think about myself than just what I looked like and the number on a scale. And so really when I talk about goal setting, yes, it did start more so in the area of health and fitness. Obviously that was a product I created, but goal setting was nothing new to me, you know, as far as, you know, going to college, getting my both degrees, um, just knowing all where I was going step after step after step. And so I think the idea is so many times people think so big that they intimidate themselves, right? Like, like, oh my gosh, I've got this pie in the sky goal. And really what we did and what I encourage people to do, and, and it's this is not rocket science, and I'm not the only one to talk about this, but really breaking them down into bite-sized goals that are accomplishable more on a weekly and daily basis. So what do you need to do today to get you closer to your long-term goal? And as an entrepreneur, that is so important, right? So if you want to land target, okay, well, Find the name of the person today that you're going to contact. Reach out to that person on LinkedIn. Find the name of the buyer. 
kind of being annoying slash stalkerish slash really professional and making those little calls and steps in getting in front of the right people. Um, Landing target was not something that just happened overnight. And I think, George, you know, a lot of people look at goal setting as like, oh, look at that. They landed target. No, I chased that account for two years. Hmm. So if we don't wake up every single day and work towards that goal, then we're going to wonder why we never got there. And it shouldn't be a surprise. <laughs> no, it's not a surprise, but you're still really happy when you are there. You know, and when you get one of those goals and, you know, you asked earlier, is it surreal? You know, I guess when I was approached about somebody buying the brand, I was a little surprised in that that wasn't my goal. Like when we talk about goals, that was not my goal. So when something wonderful comes out of left field, you're like, oh, yeah, that is actually a little shocking. But what wasn't shocking is the 10 years time of working day in and day out. And George, I I was broke for many years building this brand. So it wasn't like I was just flying high and all of a sudden someone's like, hey, let me buy your brand. No, I was doing the work day in and day out and day in and day out. And we saw wins along the way, but to have somebody come kind of out of left field and say, hey, are you interested in selling your company? That was a shock and surreal for me. Yeah, well, I appreciate that very much and I appreciate you sharing that. So you talk about making sure that you're getting up and you're doing everything that you need to be doing on a daily basis to be moving in the direction of 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 these goals yes. um how do you know what stuff that that you need to be touching or focused on and the things that you need to avoid doing well i mean i, I think that's it depends on the person right and where they're going and what they want to accomplish but i think you first have to identify why you're doing what you're doing okay. you know i didn't i didn't just know okay i need to do this to get in target because i just want to be in target just for the logo i was intentional about creating fitbook and fitlosophy the brand behind it intentional with knowing I was going to be in Target from day one. So a perfect example is the logo colors on everything we did. Everyone knows that Fitlosophy is red, right? Um, Anyone thinks about Fitlosophy or Fitbook or even Angela for that matter, it's red. Well, we chose the specific PMS 186 color of Pantone to match Target's red color because I knew we would be in Target one day. Why? Why was that? The reason was because I saw health and fitness at that time was touching a very limited minority of our population. So you would go to these health and fitness conventions and people were all over it. They were into it. But my goal wasn't just to cater to the fitness people. My goal was to reach that woman or man out there that really didn't know what to do when they were starting their fitness journey and where better to where better to target them, for lack of a better word, than be where those people are, which is in Target, right? These are the people shopping for food for their kids and and shopping for candles that they don't need and spending $80 on every trip when they just went for paper towels. This is the person that I wanted to reach. So I knew I wanted to be in Target because I wanted to take fitness from this idea of the select few healthy fit six-pack people to the masses, literally. Got it. Got it. Well, I think that makes makes a lot of sense to me. So you are, and it's it's easy to tell just from listening. You are an incredibly positive person. You've got a great energy. Do you is 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 that something that that you need to be focused on and think about, or do you just spring out of bed super happy every day? 
Oh, gosh, George. How long do we have to talk, actually? Uh, you know, I, I do have a very positive perspective, but I also have to remind people that um, I'm human. And, you know, I am really good at putting on the happy face uh, because that's honestly, I, I kind of click. And, and part of it, um, I'm not sure if you're familiar with the Enneagram. Are you at all? No, huh? Okay, well, check it out. The Enneagram fascinates me, but it's kind of a personality typing. So I'm an ENFJ. If you were to look at Myers-Briggs on the Enneagram, I'm a three. So I'm an achiever and a performer, right? So I'm on. And a lot of people think that the people that do that are just always happy. That's not necessarily the case, George, but I do choose to show up. And I think that's the difference when it comes comes to professional and even with my friends and my family, I am positive and outgoing. And that does not mean that you're happy all the time. So yeah, I do think you have to have a mindset of that. But I've also learned to give and give myself grace when I'm not always on. So I think that we have to balance that because in this day of social media, you can put out to the world this vision of who you are and paint this perfect portrait. But in so many ways, it's misleading to that person that's sitting at home sad or frustrated or that entrepreneur that can't make money, that can't get the sale. Don't think that like we always see everybody else's highlight reel. And so I think that in this kind of forward moving age of technology, I think that's why real and raw and vulnerable is actually going to be the game changer as we see things shift forward, because I think people are sick of seeing the perfectly happy, perfectly white picket fence life that honestly isn't reality. Yeah, I certainly agree with that. So are there, th- are there certain things that you do on a daily basis, if it's practicing gratitude or journaling, anything like that? Well, yeah. So the entire company that I built was based on the concept of journaling. And, um, and, and that wasn't just because it was like, oh, this seems like a good idea. You know, we created every product with intention and purpose. And so Fitbook for years was the only product, but ultimately our top selling product was a gratitude journal. Um, and it's available in Target still. And the reason was because the more research I did around this concept of journaling wasn't just around wellness, but it was around the powerful. And I think we've talked about this before, the positive benefits of journaling. So yeah, I do journal every single day. Uh, You know, I miss a day here and there. Um, I've started to give myself a lot more flexibility and freedom with my journaling used to I'd use prompts and it had to be a certain way. And if I wasn't writing, you know, pretty that day, it would annoy me. And I started learning like, figuring out, like, give yourself grace, even in your journaling, like no one else is going to read this, but you, and this is for you. Um, I'm sure you've heard, um, about morning pages. Um, I've been doing that recently. That's a new form of journaling that I've been trying where you literally just write, like I only do three, but three pages, you know, of just free form thought journaling every morning kind of is the first thing you do. And I've been doing that with my coffee and it's so interesting. I'll start a sentence with, I don't know what to journal about today, (laughs) but somehow I just keep going and, and it might be how I have profound thoughts and it might be like, I really can't stop thinking about the fact that I need to go run errands right now. And, and I think this whole morning pages is just, it's really a brain dump. Um, but I do every night before I go to bed, I journal that three things that I'm grateful for. Cause no matter what mood I'm in, no matter what's happened that day. Um, gratitude really does shift us, not just, I mean, not just from our heart and our mind, but there are physical health benefits of being grateful as well. I feel like, I feel like most people know that they should be doing things like that. Uh, (laughs) 
but I also realized that so few of us actually do take the time to, to think about goals and even fewer still to write them down. How often are you revisiting uh, goal planning? You know, it was different when I had the business, to be honest with you. I was very laser focused on where I was going. I had people's livelihoods dependent on me reaching our goals, right? So if, if you know, things weren't going well with the business, how am I going to make payroll, things like that? So I was laser focused. Um, I'm in an interesting season right now of not necessarily having a lot of goals, George. And, and it's been a struggle for me to be completely honest and vulnerable with you in that I've rarely had a season of my life where I didn't have something I'm really crushing and working on, you know, since a very young age, I, I mean, I started working at my father's bakery when I was about eight years old and I don't think I haven't had a job since. And so really I, I jokingly tell my friends right now, my plan right now is to not have a plan. And as wonderful as that may sound to people, it is the most um, challenging thing for me personally that I've actually experienced because I'm learning who I am without a goal, <laughs> without a plan. And I think so many times we are in this goal focused mentality, but sometimes we have to accept the seasons we're in and what can we learn in that moment? Because it's easier for me, George, to just go start another company. To be honest with you, I've been approached with opportunities and jobs and recruiters. And I'm like, no, because you know what? I'm learning more about who I am as a person right now in this season. Season. And that's just as important for my life here on earth than the next company I create or the next brand I sell. And, and that's not saying I'll never do anything again. I, I of course will I have so many ideas and, and opportunities, but I will say that the, the difference between, I, I've always said this, if you don't like where you're at in your life right now, like, and you have something that you really want to achieve, but you're like, Oh, I just, I don't feel like journaling gratitude or, Oh, I don't feel like journaling my goals. I honestly, this is kind of a tough love, but the, the literally, if you don't make any changes to your actions, you won't see any changes in the results. And so, you know, I would hear this a lot of times we would be at a trade show. I think this is a funny slash kind of sweet example. A woman would, a woman would come up to me and I remember this example so clearly. And she's like, Oh, I wish I could look like you and be fit like you. I just, I can't do it. And I was like, I disagree with you. Why can't you do it? And she said, well, I'm just too lazy to pick up a pen mm. and write it down. I'm too lazy to go to the gym. And I was like, those are choices. And I said, I have full faith in you that if you were to get past your I can'ts, I won'ts, I shouldn'ts, or I, you know, whatever those are, you would be surprised with yourself. And that same woman came back to me at that same conference a year later. And I don't care about weight loss. I don't think that's a definition of a person's success. But that woman came back with me to me with a spark in her eye, maybe a few pounds lost and a different attitude. And she's like, you know what, what you said to me really hit me. She's like, I was too lazy to pick up the pen. Why did I think I deserve to reach that goal? And so I really think about that, like, on those days where you're like, I'm not happy with where I'm at. Well, then what can you change that you're doing? I love it. I love it. Well, Angela, Savage Nation is ready for your difference-making tip. What do you have for them? 
difference making tip is it, it's going to sound so, so Nike. I can't say just do it. I'll probably get a lawsuit in the mail, but no, I, I honestly think the only difference between, you know, me, my idea and the people that achieve, achieve things is that they actually go do it. And so many people dream and I love dreamers I, because dreamers, entrepreneurs, we're dreamers. This is what we do. Right. Um, but actually go do something about it. Even if it's, if it's just one thing, tell someone about it, write it down. Like I, literally had the logos of the companies where I'd be selling my company on my wall because it motivated me every day. And so, you know, my tip for people is literally stop talking about it and start being about it. Go do the thing, whether it's the small thing, you know, I I always say, just do the next thing, not, you know, don't make the goal so big that it's, um, kind of intimidating, but just do the next thing. I think that is great stuff that definitely gets, come on, come on. (laughs) <laughs> don't talk about it be about it Angela I love it perfect well thank you so much for coming back on the show it was awesome to talk to you again where where can Savage Nation learn more about you yeah absolutely I have a brand new website um, just AngelaMater.com and in uh, the Instagram where you can find me and Twitter also is just the at the Angela Mater. So it's just T-H-E before it. Somebody has Angela Mater. Not happy about that. <laughs> um, but it's at the Angela Mater on Instagram and Twitter and AngelaMater.com. Perfect. Well, Savage Nation, if you enjoyed this as much as I did, show Angela your appreciation. Share today's show with a friend who also appreciates good ideas. Go to AngelaMater.com. Follow her on Twitter and Instagram. I will list all of those in the notes of the show. Thank you again, Angela. Thank you so much, George. And until next time, keep fighting the good fight because we are all in this together.